live from the Caltech studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast from the Caltech studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Doing all well. right, thank you. Uh, we uh, we we we've got we've got some new audiences, some new some new people listening to the show this week. We first want to go around the table. We want everybody to know who who's here, because again, can't tell the players without a scorecard. On my right. For those that like to graph things out and draw them out, is the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Given your propensity for baseball, would he be first base? Well, 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 you know what? Listen, if I honestly, if I had to do a full baseball assessment on Earl, there's five. There's you know, there's 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 five tools that you're looking for. No, no, no. Um, I'm just talking about location, Mike. Location? Earl would never let you get to first base. Oh, no, no, no. no. Well, <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe in Vegas. Yeah. Um, he gets shot down on the way. <laughs> yes, Earl would be in the first base position. If I was sitting okay. at, if I was at home, he would be at first base. Kevin would be on third. And Alex would be over near short. Shortstop, second shortstop. He, Not, he he goes back and forth. He goes back. And forth. <laughs> he goes back. No, he's uh, like a, like a good middle infielder. Yeah, he's yeah, constantly yeah. on the move. He's always you moving know, around. Actually, he's always moving left. We around. had a better chance of him playing shortstop, second base because I can't move that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'd have to wear a glove on both hands. Can be done. Can be done. On my left, in the third base position, uh, the 10, <laughs> 10 o'clock is the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja himself. Please say hello. Welcome him back. Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you. I'd actually be third base coach, stealing signs. That's what I'd be. Stealing signs, would you now? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not stealing if the other team is offering them. Yes, right. right. Well, they, you made it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, Just because I recognized it. Uh, Kevin would be over there charging them with entrapment or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't steal signs. <laughs> My base runner allegedly <laughs> stole second base. Under uh, second base position, in shortstop, uh, sitting directly across from me, is the samurai sidekick. Mm-hmm. He is the Padawan learner. He is Alec L. Weber Esquire. Sir. 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 Got it right. That was his subtle attempt to call me an earbiter. Shortstop <laughs> player. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know whether... Mike's pitching or catching? <laughs> I will say currently, since you guys are playing the field, mm-hmm. that would make me the catcher. That's just checking. I'd be the catcher. I'd be directing you guys and uh, just make sure and, and helping everybody get on to get on the field. Just make sure the this ball is, goes in the middle right. of the glove. Listen, it's the it's it's the off season right now. Where uh, the baseball is getting, uh, is, everybody's taking a little break. We've got the uh, National League East winners, uh, excuse me, the, the National League champion Mets, uh, doing doing their part for uh, society and the world right now. I don't know who the other guys were that won, but those that's the one we're worried about. Is the National League guys? National League, National League's real baseball. None of that, none of that hokey uh, American stuff. Designated hitter garbage. Yeah, they they just win. T ball. 
T-ball. Well, they cheat. They got ten <laughs> players on the field. Oh, look, our 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 pitcher, he can't hit. Wah, wah. Look what we're you just put some fat guy out <laughs> there from softball. Did. Let him swing the bat. He doesn't have to Ooh, run. Ooh, yeah, exactly. So. exactly. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's why you're the right hand man. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so again, welcome back. Welcome back. We got some great stories coming to you today. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about. Um, uh, your, your president wants again to uh, enhance background checks. We're gonna we're gonna go over with you thoroughly what an actual background check is and how it occurs in several states throughout the union and how it occurs throughout the country. What background checks really are and what really happens during a background check. Uh, we're gonna talk about some mass shootings that you may have never heard of because. What? Exactly right. You've never heard of some mass shootings. You you never heard of because they were stopped by good guys with a gun. I was going to say, but I didn't want to spoil it. There you go. There you go. Got to be careful. uh, We're going to talk to you about uh, a a sheriff in. uh, in, uh, It's always in Florida. The weird and wild, wacky stories are always in Florida. Uh, We're going to talk to you about a sheriff in Florida who has threatened his citizens, threatened to shoot the citizens of his county if they follow the law. So we're going to we're going to we're going to bring that sheriff. Uh, out in the open, we're gonna we're gonna talk about him, and uh, then finally, finally, we're just gonna give you all the recent updates. We're gonna give you everything that's going on that we can as it comes along the old news desk here, the the news desk being the desk that we're sitting at yeah. with the newspaper, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> and the iPads and the computers and, and no, no, that was exactly ticker exactly. tape machine, yeah. ticker tape, ticker tape. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, anything happened in uh, in the world of law this week? Anything great? Any good stories? Any uh, anything uh, that you could change the names of the innocent to protect them and fill us in on? Nothing good. Nothing. It's been a standard week for me, getting loan modifications for some of our foreclosure clients, settling out PI cases. Had a dependency trial that the judge decided that he was smarter than DCF and said, <laughs> God, just forget about it. Just get, <laughs> give the kids back to their parents. What's the matter with you people? And that's when the DCF went, eh, okay. And that's a, that, and is that typical? Is that typical no, that the that, judge? No, this is a really good judge, and so we we wrestle with that kind of problem periodically, where the judge will go, well, you know, DCF's just trying to do their job. No, no, they're not really trying to do their job. They're 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 trying to market kids. <laughs> we have the, I have this argument with DCF all the time. Stop trying to take away the children that don't need help, and stop leaving the children that need help alone. Yeah. They 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 have a habit recently of intervening in matters that don't need intervention and not intervening enough in matters that do. Well, actually, they're just thinking of the children. Yeah. yeah I always worry about when they say it's for the children. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, we, we know what that means. That means uh, it's for me. And we're going to use the children as the cover story. Uh, so that's 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 always what that means for the children. That's the battle cry of the I have nothing else to go on. A crowd. No, every once in a while, they are thinking of the children, but most of the time, it's yeah, no smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. Okay, great show coming up for you. Uh, welcoming in this week, uh, it's WGKA AM nine twenty, the answer in Atlanta, so we can be heard all around the uh, the metro area in Atlanta, in you know, hot Atlanta, in hot Atlanta. You know, you, Atlanta you, in the house. You know who you know who's listening. You know who's listening in Atlanta right now. You know what town in Atlanta's got us? A we're we're in the circle. Who's that? Kansas, Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Guntown, USA. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got one. So welcome aboard Kennesaw. Welcome aboard Atlanta. Welcome aboard. Uh, what, are, what are the suburbs? Canton, Canton, Georgia. Right. What a Smyrna. Smyrna. Smyrna's up there. Smyrna there. 
Not sure. Mm, that's a good town. Uh, Smyrna, Georgia, trivia. Come on, who's there? Who's there? Oh, I know. That's why I threw it out there. But... Oh, come on. I know Alec doesn't know. <laughs> it's it's gun-related, so. <laughs> Glock! Come on! Glock is there. <laughs> you bet your Glockenspiel they are. All right. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining the Arms Room. We're going to have a great show for you today. We've got uh, uh, guests coming on. Jerry Henry next hour, or excuse me, next segment. Jerry Henry from Georgia Carey. He's going to give us some updates on what's going on in Georgia. Then again, like I said, we're going to we're going to talk to you about background checks and what your president's trying to pull the rug over your eyes again. And by the way, if you don't have that gun yet, if you haven't taken a heed, haven't taken warning, go get them because not only is he going to take them away from you, there's not many left. They're, they're flying off the shelf, so uh-huh. get yourself one. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Get yourself free. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash arms room. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off off ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle then you want the tactical excellence of gun tech usa gun tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for ar-15 ar-10 and ak-47 style rifles for nearly three decades gun tech usa has been producing the finest quality pistol grips rail systems scope mounts slings compensators flash hiders hand guards iron sights and more check online at guntechusa.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done when customizing your tactical rifle
rifle. Insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Kiltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast. With Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. And this segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by SendMeAmmo.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Listen, right after, right before we went to break, there we told you uh, th- there's a rush. There's a rush right now on buying firearms. Uh, you, you need to, you need to get out there, uh, and, and I don't, I don't want you to cause a mad rush. Don't want you to be part of the problem. Uh, at least get out there and, and 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 take a look. Your get to your mom and pop gun store. Get to your mom and pop, uh, you know, sporting goods place, uh, and see what they've got available. Don't don't be gouged. Don't don't let people take advantage of you. Um, but take a look at what's available. Uh, if you if it's something you've you've planned on getting and you've always wanted, uh, it's right before the holidays. You were gonna get it anyway. If they tell you the entry level AR-15 rifle is three thousand dollars, <laughs> leave. Yeah, laugh at them yeah. and leave. You know, get on the internet, find yourself one. Uh, you, you you know you could find. Good quality ARs at armsroom.com, you know, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, take a look. They're, they are really flying off the shelves. If you did plan on getting one next week, you, you may want to take a look this week. You know, I represent a lot of dealers and a lot of manufacturers. First-time gun buyers. A lot of first-time gun buyers. Oh, yes. yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that in our come into our showroom. I answered probably about 12 trust questions this week. The, uh, the other thing that's uh, disappearing off the shelf faster than it could be stocked is ammo. Now, let me tell you where you can get you some ammo. All right. You, you hear the commercials on here, and I'm telling you, uh, it, you know, I, we could barely keep it in the shop. Yet this this past Tuesday, you know, it showed up on my doorstep. SendMeAmmo.com. SendMeAmmo.com. I got more ammo in the mail. I've, I'm on contract with them, or not contract. I signed up. Send me this much ammo a month. It's uh, ridiculously priced. I mean, it's not super dirt cheap, but it's very comparable to going to your big box store. And you know, kind of, kind of place. And you don't got to leave your house. And it's like yeah. Christmas at Christmas. Yeah, exactly right. And the boxes come. They come unmarked. I get the, I get the ammo right there at the house. I don't have to worry about screaming, uh, screaming down the street trying to find some. What's this? I know there's a. You can choose how often it shows up. What's the breakdown? I know it. What monthly? Bi-monthly? Yeah, I get mine monthly. I think, uh, I, I think you could get it one time. You could do it uh, monthly. Uh, I don't know if you could set up any more frequently than that. That's a good okay. question. We'll have to take okay. a look at it during the break. But they've got. In stock, mm-hmm. you know, 389 mil, 45, 40, uh, 556, or excuse me, the 223 caliber. So it's right there. Check them out. Yeah, any any type of price difference. It's well worth not having to worry oh, about yeah, going yeah. and getting it. Every, every and, month it's going to show up. And that's at SendMeAmmo.com, SendMeAmmo.com. And I think if you put in Arms Room in there, you get 10% off your first order. So even even a little bit more. Um, all right, and, and again, this is all happening because the president, the, the rumor this week is the background checks. Uh, the background checks that have been going on, universal background checks pretty much forever. You know, we know that they've been going on for uh, for a good 25, 30 years. And even the ones that take place at the gun show. Yeah, you know, and we're gonna get in, we're gonna get into the gun show loophole. We're gonna get into, uh, which, by the way, which does not exist. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, loophole does not exist. Um, uh, we're gonna get into 
uh, guns and gun and background checks all over the country. We're, we reach out to a couple of our different uh, dealers in the dealer network. Uh, but first on the line with us, we've got uh, Jerry Henry from Georgia Carry and GeorgiaCarry.org. How are you doing today, Jerry? Doing fine, you? Uh, we're doing great. I don't know if you heard. We wanted to make sure we had you on today. We are now on uh, on the radio there in in, in Atlanta, WGKA nine twenty AM. The answer. I understand that, and I'll tell you, you picked a beautiful day for it for you to uh, uh, to have your initial uh, broadcast up here. It is a beautiful day. The sun's shining. It's just. Wonderful. That's that is that is great. That is great, Jerry. Jerry before we get into, I, I want to ask you about background checks in Georgia. Tell me what's going on new up there in Georgia with your, with the organization. Oh, not a whole lot. Just about the same we talked about the last time. We're still uh, getting ready to sue the city of Atlanta for not uh, selling the firearms that they're uh, that the police are holding, which they're in violation of state law on. Yeah, and we've got a couple other lawsuits going on that are are uh, uh, basically. Yeah, they're not huge lawsuits, but we expect to win them all. <laughs> that's I, that's that, he's got some good lawyers right there. <laughs> we do that. We do. Um, for those that uh, didn't hear the, uh, the the previous show we had Jerry on with, and those just joining us now uh, in Atlanta, uh, you're probably aware the Atlanta police chief there has decided against state law. Uh, they're not releasing the firearms that are that are no longer of evidentiary value, or they're no longer uh, you know a part of an appeal process. Um, the case that involved the fire firearm has been disposed of, Correct. and so now right. they need to dispose of the property. And depending on yeah. who, which which source you're looking at, I believe it was something like between 5,000 and 10,000 firearms. Somewhere in that neighborhood, yes. They're, they're supposed to, once once they have done everything they can to determine the lawful owner of the firearm, Okay. Uh, and, and the cases have been uh, disposed of, then any of those guns that left over, they're supposed to sell them to a federal firearms licensed dealer, and they have not done that for the last two years, and they say they're not going to, but we we hope we think otherwise. And we looked at this, and I think we did a quick estimate on it from uh, from the FFL, the federal firearms license side of the house. It's probably somewhere between half a million and a million dollars worth of firearms, worth of profit that the city's now out of. Right. Yeah, maybe right. more than that with the way the things are going with gun sales. Oh, right yeah, yeah that, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, too. That's <laughs> maybe they knew something, and they were just holding on to them for a while. Yep. And then the, uh, the, the government knows something. Yeah. The hypocrisy. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 you got me. You got me. It's well, accidents do happen. <laughs> the, uh, the hypocrisy part of this is that this uh, the police there didn't they sell back something like two thousand of their own firearms when they yeah, traded in Smiths to Glocks? Yeah, they they uh, they trade them to Glocks for uh, their they trade all their Glocks in about twenty four hundred of them. Uh, they trade all their excuse me they trade all their Smith and Wessons in. The Swiss and Wesson M and P's for Glocks twenty three, or twenty two or twenty three, I believe. Okay. I don't remember the exact name, but there was there's twenty four hundred of them that they uh, traded in, and you can go still on Gun Broker and other places and find some of those Glocks that says City of or Atlanta Police stamped on the <laughs> side of them. So no so problem giving those news, back. Yeah. Yeah, the, and the good news about it is if one of those is ever used in a crime, they won't have trouble tracing it back. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, they scratched the serial numbers off, but it says right here, City of Atlanta Police Department. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. Um, hey, Jerry, so, tell us about the background process there in Georgia. What's it? What's a, a, an average citizen, either with or without the concealed weapons permit, have to do to go buy a firearm in Georgia? Well, if, uh, if you if you have a permit, if you have a, a license, then it suffices as a background check in most locations. It's voluntary. There's some stores 
I know for a while at least Dick's wasn't doing it. There are some of the larger stores, I think maybe Academy won't do it. But uh, most of the firearms dealers that are, are just dealing in firearms will uh, accept your uh, Georgia weapons license as a background check. So all you have to do is fill out the 4473, pay them the check, and they are given the money, and they you're free to go. Now, Otherwise, let's, let's be clear though: go. the people that have those concealed weapons permits, they got those because they submitted to a background check. That's correct. Okay, they did a back because when you go to apply for your license, your initial license in Georgia, you have to do a fingerprint background check through the uh, GBI, FBI, do a mental health background check. And a license good for five years. And then when you renew it, then you have to go through the same background check as you do for uh, purchasing a firearm. So they know who the bad guys are and who the good guys are. And so that once you get that license, then you don't have to do the background checks again uh, unless you just want to go to a store that requires that. Okay. Now, okay. as far as just purchasing a firearm, it's, it should be like just about any other place that has freedom, any kind of liberty whatsoever, right. like California. <laughs> but you go in, you fill in the 4473, uh, you hand it to them, give them your driver's license, and uh, they will they put that the information they need down there, and then they make a call to uh, Nick's. Or I think here's the GCIC, but okay. it, it goes through the same place right? Uh, eventually. And uh, you should have it within two, three, four minutes. Right. Now, I've been told lately, and I've seen one story, and I've talked to one person who says that uh, they, they said that the normal background check holdups, you know, they, they can hold them up there once in a while because there's a question of whether, you know, who the person is and things of that nature, and they can put a hold on it for three days. And then at that point, uh, if they don't come back with a concrete reason why they can't purchase the farm, then the dealers are free to give the to go ahead and sell the farm. But in the past, those holes have run somewhere in the neighborhood of about uh, eight to ten percent. And I'm told now that they're running fifteen to twenty percent uh, of holes instead of the normal. 10 percent or so I, I, and I, that I, may very that may very well be because there's twice as many guns being bought right now. <laughs> yeah exactly and i would tend to agree with that also that i think the number of holds has gone up slightly and i don't know if that's because of the federal government linking every database they have which some of them have no business being linked um right to the criminal justice uh, background check system um i i think we're, we're definitely seeing a larger amount of holds, and then I, I believe it's that combination, like you said, of more applications. Uh, I also believe that there's a, at this point, um, maybe even a little bit of a work slowage up there at Nick's. There, there. Uh, that could be true. Yep, there. That's that's what we're seeing. The normal everyday. It's taken a little bit longer than normal. You know, it's it's right about the amount of time where a customer standing in the store says, "Maybe I don't want this gun," and it, uh-huh. and, and it almost seems like it's it's on purpose. Yeah, um, they uh, like I said, and that's just another reason for me uh, to tell somebody to go get a firearms license. You yeah. don't have to worry about that stuff yeah. after you do it. Absolutely right, uh, Jerry. We're facing and, a couple, we're coming up on the break here in a few seconds. You gonna be able to join us on the next uh, segment? Sure, sure. Okay. We we get by. the one question I want to know when we get back is what kind of safety net did do you have in Georgia? Where let's say I've got my license, but then something happened in the past two or three years where I shouldn't have a gun. Okay. 
Okay, that's that's and and that's because that's the big question that's coming around with with people. And, we, and and I know there's there's procedures in place, and that's what we want to talk about. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Jerry Henry back with us when we come back from the break. want to accessorize your tactical rifle then you want the tactical excellence of gun tech usa gun tech a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for ar-15 ar-10 and ak-47 style rifles for nearly three decades gun tech usa has been producing the finest quality pistol grips rail systems scope mounts slings compensators flash hiders hand guards iron sights and more check online at guntechusa.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done when customizing your tactical rifle insist on tactical excellence insist on gun tech usa parts gun tech a proud supporter of the second amendment and friends of arms room radio check them out online today at guntechusa.com that's g-u-n-t-e-c-u-s-a.com gun tech usa defining tactical excellence for over 26 years this is the original, the Keltec P3AT. With six game-changing innovations, it's the lightest 380 auto pistol ever made. Others may look like it, but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it turned competitors into copycats. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See the P3AT in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Keltec Studios online right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. 
This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. We're coming to you live from the Keltec Studios as as usual. On the line with this is Jerry Henry, the uh, director of Georgia Carry. Welcome back, Jerry. Thank you. Okay, we were talking about background checks, and we're going to get into this a little bit later in the program also, because the president is again talking about another wave of background check reform. And we're trying to go around the country. We're picking out some of our favorite players that come on the program. You being one of them, of course. And we, we've learned so far today that in Georgia... Let me make sure I got it right. If you've got your concealed weapons permit, which to get, you, you have, had to have, have a gra- background check. You have to have a fingerprint-based background check, fingerprint-based uh, based background check done by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, and everybody else involved clears you, and they do the mental health check there. Right. Um, if you don't have a, one of those uh, um, uh, concealed weapons permits, then you're just like anybody else walking in to, to buy a gun. You fill out the the 4473, the the it's the affidavit for uh, purchasing a firearm, and they do the background check on the spot for you. And should take just a couple of minutes to get it done. That's correct. Now, what, now, I'll, let me let me say one thing here because you said something that that I just don't really like to hear people say. We don't have a concealed permit in Georgia. Oh. We have a Georgia weapons license. Okay, I'm sorry. Which allows you to carry openly or concealed. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very <laughs> much. Yeah, that's my mistake. I'm sorry about that. No, that's all right. It's the, <clears throat> the Georgia weapons license. You're absolutely correct. You forget, you got to remember, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in one of them five states where I can't open carry. Right. Uh, so, so, so it, it, it takes me a little bit to get used to the uh, the new verbiage. But yes, the Georgia weapons license. <clears throat> uh, in correct. fact, I was with Jerry at their their conference this past year, uh, and it was one of the first times I'd done open carry, and it was very difficult to get used to at first. <laughs> it was it was like try, it was like walking onto a nude beach for the first time. It was like this is I know it's legal but I just can't get to, I can't get used to this, you know. So but it, it, it was great. And by, by the time we got through the through the conference there, uh, everybody was open carrying and the conversation was, "Hey, are those rosewood grips on there? Hey, what kind of sight mm-hmm. is that? What kind of holster yeah. are you using?" And it made for a yep. much politer society, I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, now, Jerry, what what happens? What's what's the safety net for the gentleman that has a Georgia weapons license, but say then they get in trouble with the law? Well, if they get in trouble with the law, then um, the law, the judge has the power to uh, contact the probate court and get it get his license suspended. Now, in Georgia, we're probably one of the few states that don't have a uh, centralized database. We have 159 counties. Our Licenses are issued by the probate court of each county, and each one of those counties keep their own database. Okay. And it's against the law to publish it. It's against the law to maintain any central database whatsoever in Georgia. So if somebody comes into court and they have a weapons license and the judge has to go to the county where his license was issued to check to make sure that it is a valid license and to let the probate court know that this gentleman's under indictment are whatever, you know, whatever the, the charge is. Right. And then at that point in time, then the probate court will take action to suspend uh, his license or to revoke his license. Okay. So and this then, is... Then if he if he's adjudicated as not guilty, then he'll get it back. If he's not, then he remains uh, prohibited. 
Right. So there's there's your safety net. Is you've got whether this is going through, and I got the lawyers here in the room, and they're gonna they're gonna jump in here. Whether this goes through the state attorney's office or this goes through the judge, it, they've got at some point a checklist. I'm I'm sure, right, Alec? Where they they it's one of those questions. Have have we done this? Have we done this? Have we have we uh, checked to see if he has a, a Georgia weapon license? If so, have we ordered the uh, you know the suspension or the termination of his license? I mean, that's pretty much how this works. I think so. Yeah. Well, that, that's correct, and, and as a matter of fact, um, we uh, we refined the procedure for them to do that in the last uh, session under HBA uh, 492 that was passed last year and signed into law last July. So, uh, yes, there, there are provisions. The court has the steps to take to do it and to check to verify that it is a, a valid license or is not a valid license. Okay, and there you go. That's that's your safety net. There's nobody out there running around getting charged with a whole myriad of felonies, but it's okay. He still got his Georgia weapon license. No, there's not if not if not if they're doing their not if the courts are doing their job. Not if the courts are doing their jobs, and that's what we're about. That's what we're talking about is the government doing their job and making sure they get this right. When right. when somebody passes a background check that shouldn't. Uh, like we had in, uh, where was it, Alabama, uh, the gentleman from Alabama that went to the movie theater in Louisiana a couple months back, who had a, he had a, uh, had purchased a firearm, it, it should never have been approved, because they, they, the report, the agencies didn't report it to the, to the federal government. So as long as everybody's doing their job, and that's what it takes, it takes mm-hmm. cooperation amongst the agencies to make sure uh, that the right people uh, end up with the firearms and not the wrong people. That's correct. All right. Jerry, I think... One of of the things that that our system does, it does not allow just any local guy, any local law enforcement or sheriff or anything like that to jerk your license. It has to go through the proper procedure through the person that issued it to you in order for them to take it. That sounds a lot like due process. It does. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a new term, maybe. Maybe we should start using that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah that, that 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 makes it, like you said, it's it's due process. The the sheriffs are not out there uh, for political reasons uh, denying or approving firearms. No, that's correct. They're not. And plus the fact uh, we're like uh, Florida is that we're shall issue state, and um, uh, they like I said they just don't have that power to do it. They can, they can arrest you, and if uh, if you've been doing something wrong, they can go through the proper system to find out. Well, they, they, right now, until Obama decides to make anybody who's arrested immediately go on the no-fly list, yeah, yeah, and then then there's your due process yeah. gone. Such, yeah, yeah, such, yeah. Such notorious uh, terrorists as Ted Kennedy and yeah, <laughs> other people you know that were on there that that don't belong on there. That's. That's a good good enough example as to why we don't need to do that. Well, and, and that's exactly it. That's what we're getting into in the uh, next segment promo. We'll be talking about the no fly list, and we'll be talking about background checks. But, well, I thought uh, that was a segue that you were <laughs> trying to throw in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were doing that on purpose. Oh no, no. I I do. <laughs> well, I do my best to sneak something in there. Once. There, you <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Jerry. Thank you for joining us today, uh, and thank you for joining us, especially during our our first uh, first broadcast in Atlanta. We, we we're proud to have you on the program. Here with us. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, good luck in the in the future on the program, and I'll see if we can't try to give you a little publicity and let everybody know you're on the air. Th- thank you, sir. That, thank that, you. That'd be wonderful. You bet. It's uh, Jerry Henry from Georgia Carey. It's always great to have Jerry on. I'm telling you, when I went up there and I was with him, 
uh, and we were at their last conference, and it was the first time wife and I were there to go out and do the <laughs> open carry. We 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 got to the the, the hotel door room. We stepped out, mm-hmm. and we went, "Yeah, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this." Were you like Mister and Mrs. Smith? Yeah, and we were like, "No, we can't. We can't." We turned back around, went inside, concealed carried, and then uh, and 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 got downstairs, and finally was able to go open carry with everybody else. But it was a Definitely a strange feeling. See, uh, I, I, when when you and I went to Phoenix, we, we could open carry, and so I open carried and I and I concealed carried. That way, if somebody grabbed did. my open carry gun, I still, I, you know, I, you can see this one, and it makes me. Okay. I want that element of surprise that they don't know that the old fat guy's got a gun. I, I I'm talking about him. Yeah. The older. We knew Jerry alone. He's a good guest. You know what you were uh, talking about. The uh, the Kevin. Yeah, I remember Kevin said he goes, "Oh, listen, I'm open carrying." But I, I've got. A, I'm also concealed carrying because I just can't. I have to I have to be concealed carrying. <laughs> I'm not used to not being concealed carrying. It's like, well, you're open carrying now. He goes, hey, yeah, Mike, but I still have to conceal carry. Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike, your firearm showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, and, and he didn't conceal carry one firearm either. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> your firearms are yeah. showing. You <laughs> <laughs> concealed carry a couple. Of... No, no, no. I went out yesterday shopping, and I had to go to a mall, and my wife's like. Did you gain weight? No, I've got my body armor. <laughs> I'm not going out in public with you having to push a wheelchair without body armor on. It's uh, I can run away by myself, but trying to push you across the mall to avoid an active shooter is not really something I'm planning to be able to do. I'm going to have to stand and take it. The uh, Obama administration, and this is what they're wanting to do, folks, uh, advise, White House advisors are set to unveil a plan to expand the background checks on gun sales without congressional approval. Here's the problem. Without congressional approval. We got this... Uh, this uh, I don't want to say what the, I don't want to say what Colonel Peters said I don't want to get suspended but we've got this we've got this guy we got this guy who uh, who's who's going to try and uh, enact legislations with with his pen and by the way the president does not enact legislation that's up for the legislature to do so just in case everybody wondered you can't why those pass words a law <laughs> if you're in the executive branch anybody ever wondered why. Legislation and legislature sounded so familiar. <laughs> it's because one of them makes laws, mm-hmm. and one of them is laws. All right, we get back. Uh, we're going to talk to you some more about what the president is trying to do with your background checks. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. See you in a few. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, you know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off maybe you'll get past the word bullpup maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations like our patented downward shell ejection but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance it'll make you a believer the Caltech rdb the bullpup done right innovation performance Caltech. see the rdb in action at youtube slash Weapons. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? 
then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man, I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com What was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com You can get 223, 380, 9 mil, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com you're listening to arms room radio live from the Keltech studios call the arms room hotline right now 407-774-8255 407-774-8255 now more arms room radio live coast to coast with mike and the guys in the Keltech studios Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Thanks. For many thanks go out to Jerry Henry from Georgia Carey. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to give you some examples from uh, from around the country uh, of what's going on with with uh, background checks. Uh, in Florida, let's just give you the just give you the example of, of Florida. <laughs> you, uh, you you when you purchase a firearm, Merle, you got this because this is this yes. is one we deal with every day. It's the gentleman comes in with a with a concealed weapons permit, mm-hmm. uh, and in, again, it's a, in Georgia. It's a Georgia weapons license. In Florida, it's the concealed weapons permit because we don't have concealed weapons. Excuse me, we don't have open carry. Correct. So it's Georgia weapons. Um, they come in and they say, "I would like to purchase a firearm." If it's a long gun, uh, if it's a long gun, rifle or shotgun, mm-hmm. it's it's do the background check. Mm-hmm. Take it home the same day as long as you pass the background check. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the same whether you have a concealed weapons permit or not. Correct. Now, what's the difference with a when you have the concealed weapons permit and you want to buy a pistol? Upon approval of the uh, background check, you then are allowed to take the pistol home with you that day. If you do not have a concealed weapons permit, the background check is still performed, <laughs> and upon approval, then that's when your three-day wait, three 
three complete business day waiting period starts. Okay, so we have the three-day wait in Florida. Mm-hmm. If you have a concealed weapons permit, you still get a background check. Yes. You just don't have to wait the three days. Correct. Okay, and that's what's, that's what's different from state to state. So, mm-hmm. so, so far, what I'm hearing is everybody that purchases a firearm in Georgia gets a background check. Yes. They may not get them at the time they purchase the firearm, but they get it the time they purchase their firearm ID card, basically, the Georgia weapon license in Georgia. Okay. In Georgia, you get your background check when you get a Georgia weapon license, or if you don't have a Georgia weapon license, you get a background check when you buy the firearm. In Florida, you get a background check whenever you buy a firearm, but if you have a concealed weapons permit, yes, and you wait three days, unless you have the concealed weapons permit, which gets you out of the three-day wait. Right, but you still get a background check, and you got a background check to get your concealed weapons permit in the first place. Correct. Now, now. If that doesn't thoroughly confuse you, let me let me let me let you know this: the people that make the laws about guns don't necessarily like guns, like guns, or, or understand or even them. know anything about right. guns. Yes. For instance, I'll give you a quirk to the law in Florida: a law enforcement officer standing in front of you, <laughs> in full uniform, with their ID card, in with the patrol car parked outside, uh-huh. wants to buy a pistol, uh-huh. say even off a program that's designed for uh-huh. discount for law enforcement. They have to provide their law enforcement ID, but they don't have a concealed weapons permit. See in three days. They have to wait three days. Yep. They have to wait three days uh, to to go through the background check system to make sure that they're, he's, he's trustworthy? they're, they're trustworthy uh-huh. enough to carry the firearm. But he can go save your baby Correct. later that night. Correct. But if I had if I paid 150 bucks to get my concealed weapons permit, mm-hmm. I don't have to I don't have to have a background. I don't have to wait and the three you days. You said the key word, right? There. I don't have to wait three. That's right. Yeah. It's pay the money. Pay, pay the money. Yeah. Pay the money. State wants to taste. Pay the money. Hey, on the line with this is uh, Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes is a uh, owner operator of Two Dogs Armory in uh, in Washington State. Kevin, how you doing? Excellent. Thank you for allowing me to be on here. I think it's my 110th visit to your radio program. <laughs> 110th. Well, if you count in studio, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, Kevin, background checks. What do you do? Uh, what do I do to get, a, to, to get a firearm in Washington State? Yeah, Washington State, everybody, regardless of what it is that you're going to buy, gets a background check. And so uh, if you're buying a handgun, you must have a concealed weapons permit in hand, and then you can walk out the door after the background check has been done, the NICS check. Uh, if you do not have a concealed uh, weapons permit for a handgun purchase, um, then you have to wait the commensurate uh, 10 business days uh, until wow. I get notification back that uh, you can uh, take possession of the weapon. The 10 business days, is that uh, has that been that way a while, or was that part of the new uh, new laws last year? No, it's, it's been, it's been that, that way for a while. Um, the uh, so, you know, the the uh, some of the other nuances with with the laws are are really strange. I had something that was rather unique here uh, not too long ago where um, I did the NICS background check. It came back fine, and then so um, I sent in the uh, pistol application to the commensurate uh, law enforcement agency, who came back with a denial. So, um, you know. <laughs> The, the problem being, of course, is, you know, you, the feds say, well, you have to run a background check. And the, this state, because we're a, a uh, pseudo-compliant with the Brady law, um, says, well, if they don't have a concealed you know, pistol license, you're supposed to run everything through us. Uh, and, you know, then you would have got the denial anyway. So it was uh, it was kind of a, a learning curve that I had not been uh, faced with before, but... Uh, you know, I, looking at the state law, I do all my NICS checks 
and if they don't have a uh, you know concealed uh, weapons permit, then I send the paperwork onto the on the uh, law enforcement agency. But this is this this just goes to show you that uh, there's nothing that is given or granted with any background check. Right, right, correct. We talked about that uh, last segment that. All government parties, everybody's got mm-hmm. to be playing along and be communicating to make sure this works right. And if perhaps somebody misses something, that's not necessarily the dealer's fault. That's not even the applicant's fault. Right. You know. No, and, it, and, and the, the, the the sickening thing with this one is just goes to show you how uh, this well this state I think has just gotten too much uh, in one direction. That's uh, not this anti uh, anti rights. Um, the individual in, in question was going through a divorce, and he just had a no-contact order, which is something that is issued for all divorces in the state of Washington. And because of that no-contact order, his rights were denied. Okay. Okay. Uh, a no-contact order. Kevin, uh, Kevin's sitting in front of me. Kevin, the lawyer. No-contact order is just... Uh, we don't do those in Florida unless the, the one of the spouses specifically requests it. But... That's you like know, the that, stay away that, 500 yards kind of thing. Well, it's usually 100 feet. 500 okay. yards is, it's, we're not a big rifle. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> not here we call it within fist reach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But the idea is to, you know, the divorce can be a very emotionally traumatic event. And it's just basically keep people more than arm's length away from each other for the purposes of, uh, of trying to keep tempers cool. Uh, especially if there's children involved and one parent thinks the other parent's okay. not fit, that kind of thing. So, I, I mean, that's that's not a bad plan, but it doesn't presume that either one of those people is a danger. It just says, you know, you two need to stay away from each other until the divorce is over so we don't have any conflicts. And that's what it sounds. It sounds like Kevin here at Two Dogs had the problem where the state said okay or the feds said okay, but then the local police department said Hold on, we got a no contact order. We need we got to figure this out. We need to figure out why there's a no contact order. No, I, I my suspicion is that they saw there was a no contact order and they went, yeah, let's use that. Oh, all right, okay. Well, and yeah, and so what ended up happening, and the, the individual was you know also a friend, and and uh, he had to uh, actually go back with his lawyer back to the court and get his his. Uh, Rights reinstated. Oh well, now that's um, perfectly fine because the lawyer got paid. Yeah. So that's that's, that's <laughs> yeah. as long as the lawyer gets paid. As long as the lawyer gets paid. So so Kevin, let me ask you this now: how many how many background checks uh, or should we how many times the guns that you sell do you not do a background check? Uh, none. That'd be none. All of them get background checks. That'd be none, right? Everybody that buys a gun gets a background check. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you you guys have I five ninety four that's been put in place out there, which. Uh, directs people how to transfer a firearm, even if it's personal property. Um, for those of you around the country, this this equates to if you bought a Ford truck and three years later you wanted to sell it to your neighbor, you'd have to go back to Ford first and get permission. All right? You can't just give them your truck. You've got to... Yeah, if you make, went to the dealer, you've yeah. got to go back to the dealer and get the dealer to make sure that the government says it's okay right. for you to sell your truck to somebody else. Now, this takes place with firearms, so there's no loaning of firearms. You can't loan somebody a firearm at the range. You can't, for personal protection, give it to somebody that's not a, a direct relative. Um, Kevin, I just saw a piece of information, uh, I guess last week, two weeks ago, was the anniversary, one year. Do you know how many arrests and or convictions have been made under this new law that was designed to protect you? Yeah, absolutely. It uh, was a mind-boggling zero. Zero. 
Zero. Billions, or excuse me, millions of dollars spent by the Bloomberg camp. Uh, you know, you, the people of Washington State, they're protesting it, but because the Bloomberg money got to them, uh, this law still <laughs> passes. Millions of dollars, wasted time and man hours, and in a year, zero. Zero. Even the district attorneys, state attorneys, and the sheriffs out there are saying, this this thing's about as clear as mud. If somebody can well, give us yeah, some guidance, and, and that, and we'll take care of it. And the thing is, you know, everybody, it was voted by the citizens. So this wasn't, you know, a jam down the throat kind of thing by the legislature. I mean, the citizens of Washington State voted it in. But, uh, you know, the problem being is it was an emotional vote because uh, they were fed the, uh, you know, the big steaming gelatinous pile that uh, this is going to close some loopholes right. that really didn't exist. And so... You know, even after the law passed, and then it's kind of like the Pelosi thing, well, we got to pass it before, you know, we can read it and understand what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Then everybody realized, well, hell, this is this is not good stuff here, you know. And, and so there was a move afoot to try to get this thing undermined and, and removed, and uh, it didn't gain any traction. But the, the main thing is, is when you look at the law, it doesn't give anybody in the uh, legal in the legal realm, whether it be law enforcement or otherwise, any authority to verify, validate that this is happening. Kevin, and and so about the only way you could ever find out that anything, you know, maybe maybe something uh, it did prevent would be, you know, one is having a tragedy and being able to somehow trace a gun back that maybe have skipped that's it. five that's or right. six different hands. So, Kevin, we're up against the clock. Let me thank you for joining us today, helping us uh, get get some insight on Washington State. That's Kevin Hayes, Two Dogs Armory. Give him a give him a look up if you're out there, please, folks, please. Exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Stick around. We're coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you at the next uh, top of the hour. From the Caltech Studios, it's Arms Room Radio with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast. From the Caltech Studios. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we continue to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I will be driving the Winnebago for the rest of the hour. Not to be confused um, with a short bus. Not with the not, not to be confused with a short bus. But those windows are mighty tasty. Um, <laughs> on the right is my right hand man, the great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Never gets old. Playing third base in this uh, in this table of ours is uh, the courtroom assassin, the legal ninja himself. Please say hello to Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. You know, it dawns on me that I thought the windows of the Winnebago were tinted, but it's the fruit roll-ups you put on them that made them look tasty. <laughs> yeah. It was very sneaky to make us look tarted. Fruit roll-ups. <laughs> yeah, let's call them fruit roll-ups. That's what we'll call them. We'll call them fruit roll-ups. And sitting across from me behind the tower of microphones is the samurai sidekick, the Padawan learner himself. Please welcome back Alec L. Weber Esquire, sir. Got it. Second base. Second base. Look at, look at the re- respect being shown. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It'll last about five seconds. Don't get used to it. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Gentlemen, we had a good first hour. We, uh, we, we, we talked about background checks. We talked about how background checks. We gave you three examples around the country. And I want you to know, I want everybody to know, everybody listening, uh, it's how it's done everywhere, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, you don't go buy a gun and, 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 and not have a background check. You don't go buy a gun on the Internet and it shows and up it in shows your mailbox. Your house. You know, you, uh, if you do, it's going to come with some people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly right. And they have three letters on their jacket. Yeah. A Sir, variety of different three letters. Sir, please open this package. Actually, you know, sometimes they don't have three letters. Sometimes it just says postal inspector. Yeah. They they carry guns too. Yeah, they do. They do. President Obama is finalizing a plan to expand background checks without Congress. He doesn't without do that. Out. Congress. Let me circle Is that here. even legal? Well, well it's, uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to hand it off to a constitutional lawyer. <laughs> it depends. It depends. <laughs> it depends. It depends. Clear as mud. You know depends on who's paying Alec. Is whether or not it's constitutional or not. See, I, I have a plan to solve this problem. He's having his aides draft this. I'm going to go up there and disguise myself as an aide and have him abdicate. There, yeah, that'll work. On, Here, on, just on, sign on. this. I just, your Majesty. Just want to know: Are you going to do the research associated? No, with no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't do my own research unless it's absolutely necessary. It's absolutely just necessary. Check. What he has you for? There are minions for that. I did that just a little bit ago. I just. Mm-hmm. Answer, answer, this is a great question I have for myself. Yeah. Answer this question for me. I did. And he went. You know that breathing noise you uh-huh. get from your spouse? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody in my house. He was nowhere near a microphone. The cat yeah. knows that in my house. Um, well, the, the cat's been around you a long yeah. time. <laughs> White House advisors are set to unveil a plan to expand background checks on gun sales without congressional approval. And what we're talking about without congressional approval, this is the quick uh, the, the quick, quick lesson in... In, in quasi civics, the quick civics lesson. Thank you. Lost civics. I lost the lost the lost the word in my brain there. <laughs> he wasn't um, paying attention in class. The, the well, legislature legislates. They create mm-hmm. the law. Mm-hmm. The executive. That's that's the uh, the the. the Congress. Congress. Congress and the Senate and the, the, Senate and the Congress and the House and What's Senate. wrong with you? Look on your face is like, I can't remember any words. Well, no, he doesn't remember it because that's not how the government works anymore. That's, yeah, he's, he's, used to, he's used to The executive branch makes the laws, they enforce the laws, right. and they grant you pardons if you live in New Jersey. Correct. You're correct. You're exactly right. The executive branch would also include uh, the long arm of the executive branch is the law, law enforcement. Yes. Uh, whether they it be the president, the laws. yes. Whether it be the president, whether it be the, uh, the your governor and your, and your, and your state houses, uh, they those are the ones the law enforcement comes under the executive branch. A little bit of trivia. A little bit of trivia. People don't people don't a lot of people don't understand that. Um, the well, government doesn't understand it. Secret. No, I know, I know, but it's it's one of those. Where does law enforcement come? We know where judges are. We know where congressmen are, but we know where president is. But police are the executive branch. The judicial branch would be pretty easy. That's the the judicial people's. And what do they do? They, they judge. They yeah. they, they interpret, interpret the, the law. law. Yeah. Judges interpret the law. Right. Listen, on, on your everyday case in traffic court, they they interpret law. Yes. Uh, um, and you know, just, actually, actually, what they just do is they give you points unless you hire us. <laughs> yeah, yeah point, that's it. Yeah, uh, just, Your Honor, I'm not here to contest. Yeah, quit, I just don't want the points. Injecting reality into his theory based course. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, the uh, the legislative branch. Uh, they make the laws. They make the laws. So you have you have enforcers, you have makers, and you have uh, people that appliers. Yeah. Yes. So that's how that works. But Obama 
wants to do it a different way. He wants to do them all. He wants, he to, wants do to do them all it's the Obama with his way. pen. Yes. With his pen. I would say with an email, but that just brings up a whole other no, argument uh, of people. Uh, <laughs> Stop. President Barack Obama repeatedly, reportedly requested that his aides draft the plans in the ha, wake of the, of the shooting at a community college in Oregon back in October. Throughout his presidency, he has expressed frustration with Congress for its failure to enact tougher gun legislation, despite increasing calls from the public to do so. Hey, Earl, you, you're, you're the public, aren't you? Okay. Have you have you had a have you had an increasing call to do so? No. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, Alec, you're the public. Yes. Have you had an increasing call to do so? No. I'm just going, I'm just trying to get percentages here. Kevin, you're part of the public. I, I've emailed him repeatedly, but not about this. Not about this. No. And so it's it's a. Uh, it's not, as this reporter would uh, would uh, intimate there, that it's it's the entire public that wants this. Mm-hmm. The ones that want this mm-hmm. are the ones that want to take the firearms away from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get let's get down to it. Let's get down to facts. We're here in the second hour. Let's get through this. This is not about background checks. This is about identifying who has firearms so they can be registered and then ultimately taken away from you. Yes. In a 12-hour rate. This is a, this is about yeah a 12-hour rate. This is about taking away your Second Amendment, without giving you your due process. Uh, and who knows? They uh, you could, we could wrap them all up in here, all the all the amendments. But th- this is definitely about taking away your firearms rights. Uh, firearms. This has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. This is this has everything to do with they don't like firearms. You know, as soon as Obama can suspend the Second Amendment, he can suspend all the others. Exactly right. Like the one that says we have to elect presidents. Yeah, yeah. Every, he'll every do four away years. with that one. Right, yeah. right. Uh, on Thursday, Connecticut became the first state to bar people listed on federal terrorism lists from purchasing weapons. Days after the terrorist shootings in San Bernardino, California, president spoke from the Oval Office on Sunday, urging lawmakers to pass similar bans and calling the measure a matter of national security. Now, we're going to talk to you about the no-fly list. The no-fly list is what we're going to discuss when we get back from the break. It's uh, the, the, go, go ahead. So go ahead, Alec. Go ahead. Well, I mean, we're coming up on a break, so maybe we should talk about it afterwards. i got a question. Shouldn't anyone that's on the on these banned terrorist lists be caught by the 4473 anyway? Well, well, that brings up an interesting point. Mm-hmm. That brings up an issue. Now, perhaps... Alec and his logic. Perhaps that's something we'll find out... <laughs> After the break. ...when we get back from the break. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Keltech Studios. When we get back, we'll hit Alex's question. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. kel See the KSG in action at YouTube slash kel Weapons. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. 
at work. Here in the office or at home? Trigger time. How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Armstrong Radio, live from the Keltec Studios. Call the Armstrong Hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Armstrong Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Keltec Studios. Welcome back to Armstrong Radio. We're coming to you live from the Keltec Studios, as we do every week. Uh, Alec, you had a question before we went to break. Before we went to break, we were talking about the president taking away your due process rights and uh, enacting uh, enacting law with his pen mm-hmm. uh, instead of it just being the executive branch. He wants to be executive, judicial, and legislative. That's right. And uh, I commented on the president urging other states to do what Connecticut did to ban people on the federal terrorism list from purchasing firearms. And my question was... Shouldn't those persons that are already on federal terrorism lists already be banned once they fail at 4473? Absolutely. And, and that's that's this is what we talked about a little bit earlier, that those people should be on the the the, the no fly list. They're also they should also be on the no buy list. Well, you know, there's, if, if there's we no talk question about on the forty four seventy three that you're on the no fly list. No. And and you know why it wouldn't make any difference if there was? Because 
They don't tell you. They, exactly right. You're <laughs> you not know, notified. Obama is now Dean Faber. Yeah. And everybody who gets put on the no-fly list is on double-secret probation. And for they, all our younger listeners, this is an Animal House reference. Yeah. There's one way... <laughs> Go watch it with your parents. They'll laugh even if you don't. Yeah. There's one way to consistently find out if you are on the no-fly list. <laughs> fly. That's, that's fly. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, fly. If, if the FBI and the TSA take you in a small room under the airport, you're on the no-fly list. Uh, or that, you don't have proper... Paperwork. Yeah, if you don't have proper paperwork and you're flying to Israel, <laughs> that's, that's another story. That's a, yeah. If you don't know where you're going in Israel, Sorry, yeah, yeah. or who you're meeting, who's check picking out. you up. But. Join us in Vegas, and Earl will sit down and have a campfire story <laughs> and tell you all about his trip to Israel one day. <laughs> that's a. Uh, uh, by the way, we will be at Shot Show. We'll be uh, we'll be at the booth with our friends at Caltech, uh, sitting with them two uh, two days, uh, meeting and greeting all of you, and then at GunTech for. I know we're locked in one day on GunTech for sure. Might even be a second one. We're locked in with GunTech. We'll be sitting down with them to meet and greet all of you that want to want to come up and and take a look at us uh, incredible specimens. Uh, 180 pounds of radio steel and sex appeal <laughs> is what is what Kevin keeps in his right leg of his pants. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Because I lost a limb and it's an AR. <laughs> it's an AR. That's exactly right. So no fly lists. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna knock this one out pretty quick. Uh, no fly lists. You you know how you get on a no fly list? <laughs> no, no, neither do we. Okay, <laughs> you know, there's some obvious it, ways. It, it's what you your know. mother used to tell you is the reason, cause. Yeah, cause. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some obvious I ways. You know, so. if you uh, uh, you get caught cutting the wire around the international airport and trying to you know dig in uh, and get into the perimeter, you're probably going to get on the no fly list. You and two nuns show up at a nuclear power plant to protest. Uh, breeder reactors. Yeah. You're going on the no-fly right, list. Right. Fly, uh, so are the two nuns. Fly a $40 helicopter drone over the White House. You're going on the no-fly list. You're going on the no-fly list, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, but then there's also oh. legitimate re- reasons. There's the the intelligence was developed by the Department of Defense uh, when they when they raided a mud hut in Afghanistan and they found communications with people back in Europe. That followed up and found communications with people back here in the states as part of a aid program to provide arms or quarter to uh, the, the the terrorists or the wannabe terrorists. Those people are legitimately on the no-fly list. Do you necessarily want to tell them they're on the no-fly list? Probably not, because then they know they're being watched. Right. But when you are sitting at a coffee shop and say. Uh, you know, darn this president! They never, nobody should have ever voted for him, and you end up on the no-fly list because you posted that on Facebook. It's it's kind of a violation of your due process. The problem with any time where the government can decide to put you on a list that limits your ability to use your citizenship to do the things that you're entitled to do, without telling you, there's a risk that it's going to get used and abused. That's why there's due process. Due process is supposed to be the way individuals can can stop, through the use of the judiciary, the executive branch from abusing you. Yet the legislature doesn't really abuse people very often. When they try, uh, everybody gets together and votes them out. Yes. Now, the, the idea is that this is a democratic republic. We make a set of rules. Everybody knows what the rules are. You don't like the rules? Get together, vote the rule out, change the rule. The executive branch is the only one that ever enforces a rule beyond its scope. Nobody else enforces a rule beyond its scope. That's what the judiciary is supposed to do is stop them from enforcing a rule beyond its scope. Here, 
what's going to end up happening is, and, and I was pointed out last hour, that Senator Kennedy was on the no-fly list. I can't imagine why they'd have him. Because, well, well, I guess well. he can fly in his own plane. They don't mind that, but he can't fly on, you know, regular transport. Getting on the no-fly list can Kennedy's get up. abused, and it's going to get abused. It's Everybody who's below, below the age of 18 can't fly without a parent, so they're on the no-fly list. We're just going to put them on the no-fly list. Right? That's a safe way to do it. Then we'll have a screen them later, get a DNA sample as part of the process by making them clear the no-fly list. But everybody that's related to them, if you're on a no-fly list, you're now on a no-fly list too. So now their parents are on a no-fly list, and their parents are on a no-fly list, and their brothers and sisters. So everybody goes on the no-fly list, and you've got to appeal to get back off the no-fly list. While you're on the no-fly list, the government comes in and seizes all your firearms. Maybe they seize your bank accounts too. You, you're, you're on the no-fly list. You might be a terrorist. You're going to get an IRS audit. It's just... It's a slippery slope, as uh, as our politicians like to say. There was recently on uh, um, Capitol Hill, uh, Mr. Uh, Representative Trey, uh, Trey Gowdy uh, was talking to DHS officials about getting on the fly list and the no-fly list and how to get off the no-fly list. So DHS sends their top and their brightest to go to Capitol Hill to meet uh, Mr. Gowdy and his commission. And uh, it was the, uh, the the Government Oversight Committee there. And, and this is this is what happened. Here's, here's a little two-minute clip. I want you to hear how Trey Gowdy, Trey Gowdy and the DHS uh, talked about the no-fly list. And about the terrorism list, what process is afforded a U.S. citizen, not someone who's overstayed a visa, not someone who crossed the border without permission, but an American citizen, what process is currently afforded an American citizen before they go on that list? I'm sorry. Um, there's not a process afforded the citizen prior to getting on the list. There is a process should someone feel they are unduly placed on the yes, list. Yes, there is. And when I say process, I'm actually using half of the term due process which is a phrase we find in the Constitution, that you cannot deprive people of certain things without due process. So I understand Mr. Good's idea, which is wait until your right has been taken from you, and then you can petition the government to get it back. I understand that that's his idea. My question is, can you name another constitutional right that we have that is chilled until you find out it's chilled, and then you have to petition the government to get it back? Is that true with the First Amendment? Sir, there are strict criteria before... That's not my question, ma'am. That is not my question. My question is what process is afforded a United States citizen before that person's constitutional right is infringed? Then he's fine with doing it with the Second Amendment. My question is how about the First? How about we not let them set up a, a, a website... Or a Google account. How about we not let Those them join the church until, until they can petition government to get off the list? How about not get a lawyer? How about the Sixth Amendment? Sixth Amendment How about rights. you can't you get a lawyer until you petition the government to get off the list? <laughs> or my favorite, how about the Eighth Amendment? We're going to subject you to cruel and unusual punishment until you petition the government to get off the list. Is there another constitutional right that we treat the same way for American citizens that we do the Second Amendment? Can you think of one? 
blank stare. <laughs> Can you think of one? I don't have an answer for you, sir. All right. Well, I'm out of town, but... Okay. This is exactly what we're talking about. This is what Kevin just explained to you, that there's no due process for this. You, you, you lose your Second Amendment rights. This is what your president wants. He wants you to lose your Second Amendment rights. There's, well, the if you get on the First Amendment, but you don't lose your First Amendment rights. There's also the travel clause in the Constitution with regards to the no-fly list. I mean, there's there's various constitutional rights that you're losing with the no-fly list. Absolutely. You don't, you don't, you don't lose Sixth Amendment. We don't lose Eighth Amendment. We, we, we heard all of these enumerated rights. Maybe you lose your third. Maybe maybe that maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe soldiers get to sleep at your house. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that gets to happen. There's been so much litigation Actually, over that I never one. had a problem with that one. But... As long as I clean up after the choice. <laughs> what about the Fifth? What about the fifth? What about the fifth where you, you have the right to petition, but not until we finished asking you to testify against yourself? Did you give money to Salvation Army? Yes, I did. You understand that that's a military organization, and you are now guilty of treason. What? It's the Salvation Army. It says Army. That's right. We're sending you to prison. What? Enjoy Guantanamo. It's what? True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you, you know why you only see the Salvation Army around this time of year, right? No, why? They're spending the rest of the year out there out, out on maneuvers with Salvation Navy and Salvation <laughs> Air Force. So, trying to keep their readiness up. This is this is their down period right now. So they got to keep their, they're, their, they're their hand ready to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So you were only doing it weekends and yeah, tw- twice a week. Well, that would be the Salvation the, Army the National Guard. <laughs> or the Reserves. That's, that's the, the Salvation Guard. Army Reserve. Salvation Army Reserve, yeah. So that's that's completely different. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, folks. I thought uh, it was funny. <laughs> no, no, no fly list means no buy list. All right. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you. But, you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean... SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from... SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website, www.SendMeAmmo.com And sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com and use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. This is the original. The Keltec P3AT. With six game changing innovations, it's the lightest 380 auto pistol ever made. Others may look like it, 
But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it turned competitors into copycats. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See the P3 AT in action at YouTube slash Keltech Weapons. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your your tactical rifle insist on tactical excellence insist on gun tech usa parts gun tech a proud supporter of the second amendment and friends of arms room radio check them out online today at guntechusa.com that's g-u-n-t-e-c-u-s-a.com gun tech usa defining tactical excellence for over 26 years Listening to Arms Room Radio live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now more Arms Room Radio live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Army Staff Sergeant Curtis A. Mitchell died December 12, 2005, serving during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Mitchell, 28, of McConnellsville, Ohio, was assigned to the 3rd Squadron, 7th Cav, 2nd Brigade, 3rd Infantry Division, Fort Stewart, Georgia. He was killed when an improvised explosive device detonated near his M1A1 Abrams tank during combat operations in Baghdad. Mitchell was killed 36 hours before he was to leave Iraq. He was raised to serve the United States, his father said during a memorial service. His father, Edward Mitchell, served in Vietnam and raised patriotic sons, said the Reverend Hobrich, who baptized Curtis Mitchell. Army Specialist Jimmy Mitchell, 20, served with his brother in the 3rd Infantry Division, based in Fort Stewart, Georgia, and was on patrol with him when he was killed. A younger brother, Airman William Mitchell, 18, recently graduated from Air Force Basic Training. The brothers said they did not regret their decisions to enlist. Curtis Mitchell joined the Army out of high school in 1995. Army Staff Sergeant Curtis A. Mitchell, you are not forgotten. If you'd like to get a hold of Kevin and myself at Max Law Orlando, you can do it a couple of different ways. You can reach us by phone. The office number is 407-480-2179. You can look us up on our website. It's maxlaworlando.com. You can reach us on Facebook, facebook.com slash downtownattorneys. And you can tweet at us on the Twitters, at Max Law Orlando. Thank you, Alec. Hey, a couple of, a couple of more things on the no-fly list before we want to move on. One of the reasons that uh, the Senate passed, or excuse me, the Senate did not pass adding the no-fly list to the denial of the background checks was for the one of the reasons that you heard uh, Congressman Gowdy say is that there's no notification when you get on the list. There's no set criteria for getting on the list. And then once you're on the list, there's no due process. And again, 
we're not talking about terrorists in Iraq that end up on the no-fly list. We're talking about local guy at the coffee shop who puts a I hate Obama sticker on his on his oh, Facebook page. Believe me, when we get ready to go to shot, you're not going to see a big surprise on my face when we get to the airport and they go, nah, guys, yeah. you're on a bus. <laughs> That's why Kevin said we got to get to the airport eight hours early. Now I know what he was talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, hey, on the line with this, we got a caller. Marshall wants to talk about the no-fly list. How you doing, Marshall? Okay, how are you good, gentlemen doing? First, let me thank you for your service, and God bless you all. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you. I'm a retired firefighter. I've been a carrying permit for over 30 years here in the state. Uh, correct me wrong, the president, this is the way, the most abusive way that you could ever use. He could get a hold of your guys. Obviously, you guys being a licensed dealer, he could put you on the no-fly list. He yeah. could put all uh, concealed carry permit uh, owners on the no-fly list. I mean, this could be the most abusive way of using government uh, that I've ever, I could ever imagine. You're, you're absolutely right, and that's why the, you know, this pretty much went down by party lines in the in the in the House and the Senate up there. That um, you you can't just arbitrarily put people on the fly list because they disagree with your politics, and that's what he's doing, and he's stating it over and over. He's got the pen, and he's got the power, and he's going to do it. It's not an unusual event, though. I mean, there are lots of opportunities for government to to do this. Stalin did it. Yeah, Hitler did it. Yeah. Mussolini did it. I think we've already actually seen it through this administration. Didn't Obama order the IRS to do audits of people that took adverse political positions to him? Oh, no, no, no. You have to remember, Alec, that those people did that independent of him. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he, had, he had nothing <laughs> yeah, to do with that. Yeah, because they couldn't find that email. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't, with, it wasn't on her server. <laughs> was it wasn't on uh, the Department of State's server. It wasn't anywhere. I have no recollection of that email, <laughs> Senator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, we, uh, there's, a, there's a story come out from the... Uh, uh, from out from out west, from our friend Alan Gottlieb. Alan is the uh, the chairman for the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Also with the uh, I believe he's the uh, deputy director there of the Second Amendment Foundation uh, in Bellevue, Washington, which is where the the CCRKB is. It's reporting about something here back in Florida. Again, Florida it seems to comes back to Florida. Florida is, it just happens to be the, like the, the gun foreground for this thing. Um, Florida is is uh, is looking at facing from two different directions the open carry standard. Forty five states in the country have open carry. Florida has a very 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 limited open carry. It has to be when it's hunting, fishing, camping, or or target shooting or, or shoot, uh, shooting shooting sports or on the way to or from. Correct, on the way to or from. Uh, Many other the other 45 states, it's it's a much more liberal interpretation of the actual open carry. Uh, many many of the sheriffs uh, have come out now. They had to come out before mm-hmm. uh, San Bernardino had come out before any of these other mass shootings, saying that open carry was a way to keep the public safe. Uh, sheriff in Brevard County, Wayne Ivey said said it himself. Um, many of the other sheriffs in Orange, excuse me, in in, uh, in Florida have said this. The Florida Police Chiefs Association is for open carry in Florida. But this sheriff, Bob Gultieri, uh, is kind of come out. Um, uh, well, he, he's 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 putting out some lies. He's I'm putting go- out disinformation. I, my deputy's going to shoot you. Yes. If we find you at a at a scene where you've defended yourself and you have a firearm. I think that's the message he's sending his deputy. He is telling the public in Pinellas County or anybody that happens to be in Pinellas County, uh, prepare to be shot by his deputies. Right. 
Uh, not for being bad guys. No. Not for being. Listen, you hear about the, the Florida. I know that the Florida Department of Law Enforcement puts the puts it out every uh, every time there's a cop that gets shot, and they say if you shoot at a cop, prepare to be killed, prepare to be shot. You don't shoot at a cop without the cop shooting back. Uh, you know. It's kind of a rule. <laughs> well, a yeah. guideline really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gultieri should apologize and walk back his unconscionable remarks about how legally armed citizens would be thrown down on the ground with a gun pointed at them. At best. At, at, at a crime scene. Yeah. Uh, this is from, from uh, CCRKBA. We are simply astonished at the abrasive attitude reflected by Sheriff Gultieri's comments, said uh, Chairman Alan Gottlieb. The sheriff has opposed open carry legislation, which the Florida Police Chiefs Association support. Uh, but threatening lawfully armed private citizens with physical abuse because they might have the misfortune to end up in the middle of an armed robbery or some other felony crime is unconscionable. Uh, if this guy can't tell the difference between an armed law abiding citizen and some criminal, maybe he ought to pursue pursue a different career. We know hundreds of lawmen and women who have encountered armed citizens at crime scenes, and this is the first time we've ever heard of a sheriff whose first thought is to throw someone on the ground at gunpoint. Now, well, 45 states. Is this not the same sheriff over in Tampa that won't honor an event sponsored by Florida Carey? Now, that would have been the Tampa Police Department. Okay. Uh, was that Tampa or St. Petersburg Police Department? Mm. I believe it was Tampa. Tampa Police Department in Hillsborough County. Okay. This is the sheriff of the county right next door to that yeah. in Pinellas County, where the city of St. Petersburg in Florida. Maybe it's the water. Good. Yeah, it's the bay. Something in the bay. Uh, sheriff Gultieri was quoted by the News Service of Florida saying that if an officer arrives at a crime scene and encounters an armed citizen, at a minimum, they're going to be thrown down on the ground with a gun pointed at them or worse. Now, let me point out to you folks. This is not the sheriff saying if there's a bad guy with a gun. This is a sheriff who has made comments over the past couple of weeks lying about the statistics for open carry. Flat out lying. Other sheriffs calling him on the carpet for it. Other sheriffs from around the country telling him to be honest and look at the statistics. Um, This sheriff, for whatever his agenda is, for whatever his reason is, forever who's writing him a check on the side, he does not want to see the open carry of firearms, and he's telling his citizens, if you open carry, don't care whether it's legally, you're lawful abiding or not, prepare to be thrown on the ground at gunpoint. Now, we've seen the videos uh, of what happens when you get a law enforcement officer who perhaps does not understand the law and puts a open carry citizen on the ground and, and disarms them and put handcuffs on them and delays them. Kevin, what happens... Uh, uh, in, in the end process there to that law enforcement officer and that agency? Well, he, he loses his certification because the first thing you say when that kind of thing happens is I want a supervisor and an eye investigator report to scene, and he'll say no. All right, there he lost his ticket. His department may lose their law enforcement certification. But most importantly, you call a guy like me, and he gets you a check. <laughs> um, that is a huge violation of your constitutional rights, and it, they're going to the, the only way to change the behavior of an entity like that is through their pocketbook. It's the only way the agencies feel it. You know, is when you take it out of the budget. Right. Take it out of the budget. Um, I, I would love for somebody to be able to bring a claim that the deputy in that county did exactly what the sheriff told him to do, because I'd be going after the sheriff personally. Yeah, so listen, if you're in Pinellas County, Florida, you have to be passing through Pinellas County, Florida, you're in Florida at all, watch out. Keep clear of Pinellas County. The sheriff there is threatening 
use of force, excessive use of force for a citizen that exercises his Second Amendment rights responsibly. I think I'm going to start going to lunch there. <laughs> You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual-tube magazines that hold a dozen 12-gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off off. Hey, how was your weekend? Great. I went to the range and I went shooting. Oh, man. I wish I could shoot as much as you, but you know, I can't find a reliable ammo source that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. You should try. SendMeAmmo.com Um, what was that? You mean SendMeAmmo.com Yeah, yeah, I mean that. What was that? Those are my friends from SendMeAmmo.com Just go to their website www.SendMeAmmo.com and sign up to get your ammo. You can make a one-time purchase, or you could sign up for monthly ammo deliveries like I get. What calibers do they have at SendMeAmmo.com? You can get 223, 380, 9mm, 40 cal, and 45 at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. So I can get range and defense ammo? Yes, you can. So sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. It's guaranteed ammo monthly. Uh, do these guys follow you around all day? Yeah, it's great in the carpool lane, but it's no fun in the bathroom. Sign up now at SendMeAmmo.com. And use code ARMSROOM for 10% off your first monthly order. That's SendMeAmmo.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast. With Mike and the guys in the Keltech Studios.
Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Man, it just goes so quick. Goes so quick. We had so many stories we wanted to get to. We get good callers on the line. We get good guests, and it's just uh, it just comes right up on us. We got we got a pick here. We got a pick. We got two stories to go with. We got a pick. We got a pick. We've got. I say we teased it. We, we say we teased it. We teased it. it. We're going with it. All right, yeah. we're going with it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get Al, you know what we'll do. We'll get Alan on next week to talk about his story. That, Alan, we'll get Alan Corwin back on, and we will do the caveat of maybe we'll cover it a little bit more in depth later. We shall. We shall. We want to talk to you about the twelve times mass shootings were stopped by good guys with guns. What we're, not? Not the, not the good guy. Not, no, no, not, not the, the twelve, 12 times, times. Just the, the ones times. that we have here in front. Oh, of Oh yeah, us. just the twelve. Yeah, you, you know, as we were talking about it during the break, is that a mass shooting that's stopped by a good guy with a gun usually usually involves nobody being shot right. mm-hmm. and, and nobody knowing about it. Right. You, you know, it, at that point, it went from perhaps one person shot to who knows how many were saved. Or it's in the process of happening, media gets on the scene, and then they have no choice but to report it, even though it turned out good for the gun guys. For instance, the uh, the Islamic man, converted Islamic man, uh, this previous, uh, earlier this year, went to his uh, former place of employment and decapitated the woman behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And as he moved towards the second woman, mm-hmm. the gentleman... Owner. Owner the, of the business. Owner, the owner of the business. This is, this is a very large yeah. business. This too. was in Tennessee, right? Or I thought it was in Texas. Arkansas. I thought it was in Texas, Arkansas. yeah. Was it? Around there. Uh, and it was out west of us. Out west of us. <laughs> and everything's out west of us. The gentleman who, who was a part-time police officer, part-time deputy sheriff, got his gun uh, that he was lawfully carrying and came in and stopped us. This guy would have gone on you know, he, he uh, was the, a French Revolution. A, a spree, exactly, yeah. uh, until he was stopped. So, um, we're gonna go around the room. We've got them numbered. I'm gonna let the guys take this and uh, and each one uh, give their own little spin on this. Mr. Maxwell, oh, I'm first. All right. Well, we're gonna go with Pearl High School, October 1st, 1997. Mr. Woodham fatally stabbed his mother in their home before opening fire at his high school, killing two students and injuring seven others. The attack was stopped when the assistant principal retrieved a 45 caliber handgun from his truck, confronted Mr. Woodham, detaining him until authorities arrived. Oh, my goodness. Are you talking about guns in school? Roger that. <sighs> I don't know. I think I don't we know. follow the Israeli model. This day it was a good thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Israeli model. You can't have a school without armed personnel in every room. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah, they had Israelis had issues with uh, suicide bombers attacking Field trips. So they started making it mandatory that at least one parental chaperone was armed. Right. They, I, they I tell you what, having there's, problems. there's nothing cooler than seeing a soccer mom get on a bus with an <laughs> so, with a galil slung over their arm. So it's that's, a, it's a field trip, Marshall. That's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A field. That was that yeah. was not bad. It was it was a reach, but you know, <laughs> it's not bad. It was, it was, we'll, we'll, not give bad. we'll give it to him. It's not bad. Number that's two. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Number two, Parker Middle Weber. School. April 24th, 1998, a 14-year-old student showed up to his middle school dance carrying a 25 caliber pistol. He opened up fire inside the dance, killing one teacher and wounding another, as well as two students. The rampage ended when James Strand, the owner of the banquet hall the dance was happening in, grabbed his personal shotgun and confronted the 14-year-old killer. He held him at gunpoint for 11 minutes before he got him to put down the firearm and to lay down on the ground. Yeah, we know that, in, and we heard this from last week's statistics, that first 11, 12 minutes, that's when all the killing happens. You see, that's yeah. that's when the bad guy comes in, yeah. and he, that's before the police get there. That's right. That's a, an enormous amount of willpower, mm-hmm. to hold somebody at gunpoint yeah. for 11 minutes mm-hmm. and not and not shoot, shoot them. them. Yep. That's, that's, mm-hmm. 
14 years old. Number three, January 16th, 2002. A 43-year-old former student armed with a 380 handgun killed Dean Anthony Sutton and Professor Thomas Blackwell with point-blank shots and went on to kill fellow student Angela Dales as well as wounding three others before being confronted at gunpoint by law students Tracy Bridges, a county sheriff's deputy, and Mikhail Gross, a police officer, after retrieving their personal handguns from their vehicle. The gunman was then apprehended by other students. Gross and Bridges lost valuable response time accessing their handguns because the law of the law school standing as a gun-free zone. How many people might still be alive <sighs> exactly. if they'd have been carrying? Exactly. Don't be caught dead in a gun-free zone. And these were law enforcement officers. Yeah, I bet you if you went back there now, it's probably not that rule anymore. Yeah. New Life Church, December 9, 2007. Two parishioners killed, three wounded when a gunman toting a Bushmaster AR-15 opened fire at, a new, at New Hope Church. Hearing the rifle fire, uh, Jean... Assam grabbed her personal carry concealed firearm and confronted the gunman from a distance of 20 yards. Fired five quick shots. Gunman falls backwards. She moves to the corridor, uh, middle of the corridor, and rushes forward. She's a dozen feet from the bad guy and says, drop your weapon or I will kill you. Yeah, pretty, that's, pretty, that's, pretty how clear. Yeah. that's how you stop. That's how you stop a mass shooting. Uh-huh. You, know? you, you, you put the gun in them and go... I will kill you. Uh, we're going to go to number five. New York Mills AT&T store. May 27, 2010. A 79-year-old man entered into an AT&T store in New York Mills, New York, carrying a 357 Magnum revolver in one hand and a list of employees he planned to kill in his pocket. Hearing the firearm begin to discharge, Donald Moore drew his own personal weapon confronted and killed the gunman before he could complete his plan. One employee was wounded during the shooting. So, a bit more. So only the bad guy mm-hmm. was done. Right. And, and only one, one good person was wounded instead of a list of people being killed. Good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun. Exactly. Every time. Every time. Exactly. Number six, Sullivan Central High School. August 30th, 2010, when a 62-year-old man armed with two handguns forced his way into Sullivan Central High School in Tennessee, he was immediately engaged by school resource officer Carolyn Grudger. Grudger put her body between the gunman and the student and started what would turn out to be more than 10-minute gun-to-gun encounter. Grudger used the time to slowly move the man to a less crowded part of the school. When the other officers arrived on the scene, a brief gun battle uh, erupted ending with the gunman mortally wounded. So, no one but the bad guy hurt. Sounds sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Free Will Baptist Church, March 25, 2012. Aaron Guyton was inside the recreation building of his grandfather's church when he saw Jesse Gates, a member of the congrega- congregation, pulling a shotgun from his vehicle. Guyton left in, leapt into action, locking the doors to the church where services were going on. Gates kicked in the door and pointed the shotgun at Reverend Henry Guyton and several parishioners. Drawing his concealed handgun, the younger Guyton held Gates at gunpoint while two members of the church took him to the ground. Reverend Guyton then took the shotgun from his hand. Because of having having your own firearm... Yeah, the the bad guys taken into custody, and you got somebody's 
You know, they're paying attention to what's going on around them. Yep. Situational that's, awareness. That's the key You know what? Right Somebody there. pulling a shotgun during services? Yeah. yeah, he's not dressed in camouflage. I don't Mm-mm. think he was out duck hunting. Maybe I better lock the doors. Yep. Clackamas Town Center Mall. This happened in... Uh, Town Center near Portland, Oregon. Now, now, funny how we heard about the con- the uh, the shooting at the Oregon Community College, where it was security guard unarmed and everybody else there was unarmed. But here we have at the Town Center Mall, right down the road, uh, where a rifle-toting gunman opened fire in a busy food court. Nick Mealy, a shopper in the mall, drew a personally owned firearm on the gunman, who immediately retreated to a service corridor and killed himself. He really did not have to fire his weapon for fear of striking by, uh, bystanders, yet authorities say his actions caused the gunman to, co- to cease his attack and end his own life. Just the presence of the gun. Just, just the, the willingness for a good man to stand up to a bad man caused him to run the other way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys did this, but <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Mystic Strip Club, January 11, 2014. After being refused entry to a strip club for belligerent behavior... And racist comments earlier in the night, uh, and, and I'm going to give this guy his name, Thomas, returned carrying a handgun and wearing a Halloween mask. As soon as he entered the club, he opened fire, striking bouncer Brian Rizzo, a patron and a waitress. Another bouncer, Jonathan Baer, drew his concealed handgun and shot the assailant. Ended it. Nobody else in there died. Number 10. At an Austin, Texas construction site, um, an irate former employee came to a construction site and opened fire on his co-workers. The site's foreman, a concealed handgun license holder, drew his firearm and opened fire. Both men were wounded in the exchange of the gunfire, but the foreman's actions ended the attack, so no one else was wounded. Cache Valley Hospital, May 16, 2014. Armed with two handguns, a man entered the Cache Valley Hospital emergency room and gamay- began making demands. After demanding to see a doctor, he racked a slide on one of his handguns and told hospital employees, someone is going to die today. While a security guard tried to keep the gunman's focus on him, two corrections officers who happened to be at the hospital on an unrelated matter engaged from another direction. The gunman was shot three times and no other people were harmed. Mercy Fitzgerald Hospital, July of 2014. A psychiatric patient kills the caseworker. Doctor turns around, pulls his gun, puts rounds into the bad guy, ends the threat. It's over with. Hey, listen, and thank you for joining us for another week of Arms Room Radio. Uh, our guests, thank you for joining us, Jerry, Jerry Henry from Georgia Carey. Check them out <laughs> at georgiacarey.org. <laughs> also, for uh, Kevin Hayes from Two Dog Arms, that's D-O-G-U-E, Two Dog Arms. Check them out at uh, info at twodogarms.com. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for being here this week. Gentlemen, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Have a good week. Welcome aboard, Atlanta. We'll see you next week.